welcome to the latest in my facts about series. And we come to Henry VIII's fifth wife, Catherine Howard. And I've managed to dig up 25 interesting facts about her. So let's go. Number one, it is likely that Catherine was born in Lambeth in 1522 or 1523, making her about 17 or 18 at her marriage to Henry VIII and 19 or 20 at her death. Number two, Catherine was the daughter of Jocasta or Joyce Culpepper and Lord Edmund Howard, son of Thomas Howard, second Duke of Norfolk. Number three, her Howard connections made her a first cousin of Anne Boleyn and her Culpepper connections meant that she was distantly related to her sweetheart, Thomas Culpepper. Number four, in 1531, Catherine joined the household of her step-grandmother, the Dowager Duchess of Norfolk, residing near Horsham and also in Lambeth. Number five, Catherine was 13 years old when she began music lessons with a tutor, Henry Mannox. It is a myth that he was an older man preying on and abusing his teenage charge. Their lessons were conducted in the presence of another teacher, Mannox was probably 18 at the oldest, and contemporary evidence points to them having a consensual relationship, which included the exchange of gifts and letters, kissing and fondling. Number six. Her second beau, Francis Derham, with whom she started a romance in 1538, when she was about 15 or 16, worked as a secretary to the Dowager Duchess, her step-grandmother. Number seven, Catherine and Derham's relationship may actually have constituted a marriage by Tudor standards. The fact that they called each other husband and wife suggests a promise of marriage between them and their relationship was consummated. Witnesses were not needed for marriages to be valid, just promises exchanged and consummation. Number eight, there's actually no evidence that Derham raped or abused Catherine. The girls of the household slept in the same chamber, like a dormitory, and also shared beds. The girls, including Catherine, would steal the key to the dormitory and give it to the men of the household so that the men could visit them during the night. Derham and Catherine had sex in the same bed as one of the other girls, who grew so tired of their behaviour, as it was keeping her awake, that she asked to swap with another girl. Surely she would have noticed rape or even unwanted advances. Number nine. Catherine broke off her relationship with Derham in 1539, after she was chosen to be a maid of honour to the soon-to-be Queen Anne of Cleves. Number 10. According to her step-grandmother, King Henry VIII did cast a fantasy to Catherine Howard the first time that ever his grace saw her. Number 11. Catherine was involved with Thomas Culpepper, a member of the King's Privy Chamber, before her marriage to Henry VIII, as well as after. Their romance started in late 1539, but Culpepper soon broke it off 
and became involved with another girl. Number 12. The king was showing Catherine high favour by April 1540 when he gave her the incredibly romantic gift of the goods of William Ledbetter and his son, also named William, who'd been found guilty of murder. Quite a gift for his queen's young maid of honour. Number 13. Catherine's marriage to the king required a dispensation due to his earlier marriage to Catherine's cousin, Anne Boleyn. Number 14. Catherine married Henry VIII on the 28th of July, 1540, at Oatlands Palace, which the king had acquired in 1537 and later improved for the use of Anne of Cleves as his queen. Number 15. There is no evidence that Henry VIII referred to Catherine as his rose without a thorn or that she used the rose as her badge. Number 16. Catherine's brother, Charles Howard, got into trouble for having a romance with one of Catherine's ladies, the king's niece, Lady Margaret Douglas. Number 17. Catherine and her eldest stepdaughter, Mary, did not get on. And after Mary caused offence by not showing Catherine the same respect that she'd shown Jane Seymour and Anne of Cleves, Catherine dismissed one of her maids. Number 18. In 1541, Henry VIII announced that he would release prisoners John Wallop and Thomas Wyatt due to Catherine's intercession. Number 19. In April 1541, Catherine told the king that she was pregnant. It is not known whether she was mistaken, whether she lied as the king's confinement due to illness had led to rumours that he wanted to set her aside, or whether she had a miscarriage. Number 20. It was Catherine who initiated contact with Thomas Culpepper, sending her usher to fetch him on Maundy Thursday, 1541, so that she could give him a gift of a cap, which she requested he hide under his cloak until he was back in his chamber. Then, when he became ill, she sent him meals. This then developed into secret meetings between the two of them during the royal progress to the north in the summer of 1541. Number 21. Catherine had another admirer on the progress, another member of the King's Privy Chamber, Thomas Paston. Nothing happened with him, though. Number 22. Although Catherine and Culpepper had many secret meetings, they denied having sex. However, Culpepper confessed that he intended and meant to do ill with the Queen and that likewise the Queen was so minded with him. Sadly for them both, intent was all that was needed to condemn them. Number 23. During the investigations into Catherine's behaviour, Francis Derham and his friend Robert Damport, who also worked for the Dowager Duchess, suffered physical torture. There is, however, no evidence that Culpepper was tortured. Number 24. Catherine was confined first in her chambers at Hampton Court Palace during the investigations, then at Sion, and then finally, three days before her execution, she was taken to the Tower of London. 
And finally, number 25. It is a myth that at her execution on the 13th of February, 1542, Catherine said the scandalous words, I die a queen, but I would rather have died the wife of Culpepper. An eyewitness account makes no mention of it and states that Catherine and her lady, Jane Boleyn, made the most godly and Christian end and uttered their lively faith in the blood of Christ only and with goodly words and steadfast countenances. They desired all Christian people to take regard unto their worthy and just punishment with death for their offences. So, sorry about that. I know it's far more exciting for her to have mentioned Culpepper, but she died a normal, dignified death and with courage. Well, not normal, really. I don't think you can call being executed normal, but she died with real courage. So, 25 interesting facts about Catherine Howard. You might have known some of those. You might have known all of them. I'd love to know how many you knew. You can subscribe to this channel by clicking round about there. You can hit the bell to be notified as my videos go live. You can give me a like and you can leave me a comment. I'll see you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.